This is Limit Up, the place where we explore markets, strategies, and trading psychology to take your trading to the next level. Hey, traders, this is Eddie Horn from Top Step, and this is Limit Up where we talk with traders, market participants, and trading psychologists to help you improve your trading. Now, this week, I'm joined again by my good friend, Dan Hodgman, one of the performance coaches here at Top Step Trader. Hello, Dan. Hey, Eddie. Uh, Dan, this week, we're talking with Dale Pinkert, a longtime Forex and currency futures trader. Dale began his career on the CME floor with Dean Witter when they were still writing on boards in chalk. And I can honestly say I remember seeing the end of that. But anyway, just to let you know, he's been around the market a long time. You don't make a career in this industry for over 30 years with, uh, without acquiring quite a bit of knowledge. So I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, what Dale has to say. Absolutely, Dan. So, hey, let's kick things off. Here's my conversation with trader and coach Dale Pinkert. Dale has over 30 years of trading experience specializing in commodity futures and currencies. Uh, he's also currently the host of Forex Analytics Community Experience, a free daily webinar whose main purpose is to inform and educate traders. Dale began his career in operations at the CME floor with Dean Witter when they traded currency futures on the chalkboard. He became a licensed Series 3 broker in 1976 and went on to own and operate Pinkerton Commodities. He became a member of the CME, had an IOM badge division for a stint, and his forecasts have been aired on many financial medias, including CNBC. Well, Dale, the coach, the mentor, the trader, how are you today? Great to be with you, Eddie. Uh, uh, hope I could add some value and edify your traders over there at Top Step. I'm going to tell you, Dale, word on the street is that you do a very good job of that. Okay. Well, you know, it's important to pay it forward. You know, I remember what it was like early on for me, and um, I'm pretty much a self-taught guy, and I think a lot of people are. The advantage back then was you could go work on an exchange floor and rub elbows with people who were doing it for a living. Uh, nowadays, people really have to have a a great deal of discernment mm -hmm. when they're seeing things on the internet and you know anyone that promises you know four-figure returns uh, I would say run away from them yeah I, I gotta agree with you too because I've seen a lot of that just uh, doing the broadcast it's it's definitely something that you've got to filter yourself in uh, finding the right educator what works for you and I'm always mentioning is is you know don't take one educator. We're all different, Dale. And, yeah. you, you know, it's some many ways to skin a cat. Exactly. And, and, you know, many different things work for different people. So it's not like, you know, one educator is going to get you through it. And I, I, I agree with you there. It's it's not going to happen. You got to sort of pick and choose what works for you. And um, um, that's going to yeah, get you, you know. That's right in line with what Jack Schwager said when I interviewed him, Eddie. I said, what's the most important advice you could give to a trader? And he said, find a, a style that suits your personality. Oh, exactly. So that so that's something that we have to, you know, that's a discovery per, uh, process. So um, discovery takes time, and mm -hmm. it, it, you'll evolve. You'll start somewhere, and you'll end up somewhere else. But the key is to get started. 
um, to trade small. Uh, I'm not a big believer in demo accounts. I'm more of a believer in for Forex. You could trade micro lots. Uh, that's kind of a, it's uh, a kind of a uh, compromise mm -hmm. between not taking something seriously because it's demo. But even if you have five, ten dollars on the line, like a you know hundred pip move in the euros, ten dollars, <clears throat> it's not going to destroy your capital. But you'll still get the feeling for what it's like to have money on the line because that introduces a whole new ingredient uh, into your psychology. Right. Now, Dale, I heard you mention before that your favorite quote is, quote, uh, you can learn experience. Now, could you break that down for me a little bit? Well, you, you, you can't learn experience. It only happens with the passing of time and living through stuff. So, you know, you really have to learn not only to be patient with the markets, but to be patient with yourself. Uh, like you, Eddie, I do interviews, uh, you know, well over a thousand in the last four or five years. And I always ask this question to people that have become uh, successful traders, that even successful traders have off years, drawdowns. But I asked them how long it took them to make a breakthrough to start to be consistent. And most would say, uh, most say about four years. So it's kind of like a college degree. Um, it's going to take time. So uh, that's why you can't learn it. You have to go through it. You have to live it. You have to journal. You have to learn about yourself, what your uh, strengths are, what you need to work on. And all of that is takes time. Uh, I call it the tincture of time. And most people really aren't patient enough. They want immediate gratification. And uh, that's really a dangerous thing. So you really have to uh, except that just like anything, uh, say, for example, you want to be a plumber or an electrician, you don't start off as a master. You start off as an apprentice and then work your way to journeyman and then to master. And right. it takes several years for you to get there. Why should trading be any different? You sort of take it into a stride. It's going to be a journey. It's going to be an adventure. Uh, make it something that you like. Make it something that you can work at. And, uh, you know, like they say, if if you go to your job, if you work at a job uh, and and you have fun, it's not really a job. Um, this is something that uh, can be a lot of fun, but then again, can bite you really hard. So it's it's just a matter of how you approach it. Um, no rush, no hurry. You have to take baby steps and uh, that's going to get you to the promised land. Uh, well, you know what? It uh, it isn't always fun. You have to live through adversity. That's part of the experience of becoming uh, a pro, okay? Because um, there's a guy that, you know, I've been around for a while, a guy named Jake Bernstein who used to use the word stick tuitiveness, which means that, you know, you have the kind of uh, warrior attitude where you're, you don't quit. Kind of like Tiger Woods this weekend. You know, a lot of people have written him off, said he's a has-been. But, you know, you're not a has-been if you're still out there competing and trying. And uh, he went through a lot of adversity and ended up playing, you know, in the final round Sunday on the British Open. So you really need that type of uh, mentality, mindset, uh, the kind of mindset of a warrior would be not this uh, – I hope this one works 
uh, the mindset of a warrior would be, okay, Mr. Market, I've done my work. I know um, all my confluences in the area. I'm taking this trade because it'd be more painful for me to watch it happen without me than to be stopped out. Prove me wrong. Right. Now, more or less, uh, the, you know, the market is a beast. And uh, each and every day is a battle. And each and every day, um, when I talk to traders, they're like, the market knew where my stop was. The market knew. It, it can be very frustrating, but the thing is, that's part of the game. You know, that's part of the game. You're going to play professional baseball. You're going to strike out. Bases loaded. It's going to happen. Uh, professional football. You're going to throw an interception. It's going to happen. But the thing is, what makes you a good trader and makes you a good professional is how you rebound off those, how you come back uh, for the next trade, for the next pass, for the next time at bat, and that's going to that's going to decide whether you're good or you're bad. I agree with you, Eddie. Uh, you really want to get to a point where it's just another trade, where you don't make any trade too important to you. Uh, you don't become too elated with your successful trades. Therefore, you don't go into fetal positions uh, when you have a losing trade. Uh, what you want to do is get to a place where it's just another trade. So, I mean, there are ways to take pressure off. I'm a big believer in partial profits on a trade. And once you have a lead on a trade and you book something to tighten up your stop and take the pressure off. And mm -hmm. not just because it works financially or market-wise or performance-wise, but because it's healthier for you. You know, a lot of people get sick from the pressure of trading. So if you could learn to take the pressure off, and that's part of my mentoring, so that people could take the pressure off. Otherwise, if you're in a pressure cooker, you're not gonna have longevity, right. okay? Uh, you know, I've been at it for almost four years now. So you, to have longevity, uh, you have to learn how to manage your emotions, and there are ways when you trade that can help you do that where it's a win-win. Uh, if you take partial profits and the trade keeps going in your direction, you're still there. And if the trade reverses on you and you still believe in it, you could recommit with profits rather than principal, or you leave it alone and the worst-case scenario is you made money and you move on to the next trade. I, I also like to take pressure off people, Eddie, by telling them this. Um, write this down. I'm always going to miss trades every day, and that's okay because there's always another. And that will help people from FOMO, from impulse trading. And the best trades that you make are the ones that you plan so, you know, I do a lot of weekend planning. That's when the markets are closed and where I could go over things and there's no noise of the market moving. In fact, I also run a mentoring group on Saturday morning. So besides my teachings, we're already looking ahead to certain important areas and market actions that if they happen, we're ready to execute rather than analyzing on the fly because impulse trading is one of the worst habits oh, yeah. a trader could have. Oh, hell yeah. Now, oh, I'll give this a shot. That's a quote. Sure. You Flip know. a coin, roll the dice. Why not? You know, it's you know, another thing, Dale, you're mentioning, you mentioned the FOMO. You mentioned impulse. Uh, I want to add revenge. It seems like uh, oh. when <laughs> I'm starting, when... Vengeance is the Lord's. 
Yeah, you know, even uh, though we've been in the business for a long time, um, you, you know, I, I find myself, and I can catch myself because once bitten, twice shy, that once in a while I'll do a revenge trade. It's like, what are you doing? All right, you know what? Get out of it. All right, get out of it. Uh, look at that market the proper way. You shouldn't be trading it. Throughout the day, I'm asking myself questions. You know, why are you putting this bid in? Where is that stop? Why is that stop at that price? Um, you know, why are you entering the market? It, a lot of traders have these problems that sneak up on them. The impulse, the the FOMO, um, the the revenge, and they blow their accounts. And they wonder, you know, can I can I get back well, in the know, game? I, you know, uh, I you know I think the best traders, even if they've been doing it for decades, they still do a little journaling. You know, maybe they do it sure. mentally. But uh, you know, uh, if you can't answer these questions, you don't belong in a trade. What's the contingency that is getting me into the trade? Mm -hmm. Why am I doing this trade? Where am I wrong on the trade? You're wrong if the contingency that got you in is negated. And what am I looking for if I'm right that gives you an R to R? If you can't answer those three questions, you shouldn't be in the market. Right. Now, let me ask you, uh, have you ever blown out a trading account? And, oh, yeah. How did yeah, that happen? I have. What happened? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, it was my, really in my younger days. I don't know. Maybe I was uh, late 20s. And in those days, <clears throat> I would carry around a chart book, commodity perspective. And I was learning about rising wedges and uh, falling wedges. And I was scaling into a euro dollar, not the euro currency, but back, you know, the paper, the interest rate paper. And I was scaling in. And uh, back then, money supply was a big deal on Friday afternoons. And uh, it was over Memorial Day. It was my birthday weekend. I was going with some friends from Arizona to San Diego. And I got home and I turned on the TV and Ron and Sana saying, how much higher do you think the bonds will be after the Fed move and cutting interest rates? Mm -hmm. So first of all, I was stubborn. Uh, second of all, uh, I learned something about trend lines and their destiny is to be broken and now when i have a wedge i'm always prepared for what they call a throwover which can make people who are positioning themselves for a reversal throw up but that's when it is respecting 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 the line and then blows through it accelerates through it on the upside or accelerates through it on the downside so that was my uh, blowout experience in, in Euro dollars on a birthday weekend that, uh, you know, kind of cast a pall on my trip to San Diego that weekend. Damn. Damn. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. you know, first of all, you know, there were I compounded mistakes by uh, being stubborn. OK. And uh, believing in the wedge and the wedge ended up working. And what I teach people now is when you get throwovers in formations, you wait for the market to get back within that formation, and then you have the trade. But throwovers happen all the time, and uh, people have to be aware of it. And like I said, you know, uh, trend lines, you know, uh, they're great, but I really believe almost every trend line, their destiny is to eventually be broken. We, I mentioned earlier um, – what you mentioned earlier, earlier about uh, you can't learn experience. Now, what happens when a trader rushes their experience? There's a lot of excitement in trading. 
And, you know, I know a lot of new traders, you know, like you talked about before, this just doesn't happen. It's a, uh, it's a process. Um, what happens when traders rush their experience? Uh, they get the bums rush out of the market. So I remember when I was applying to get my membership at the Merck and being in front of the membership committee, and I felt like I was a piece of raw meat that all the uh, veteran traders were looking at me and going, I, I hope this kid has deep pockets, you know, it's going to be a, a good target. So, uh, like I said, I really think you can't rush anything, Eddie, and uh, I think that traders have to make a decision uh who do you want to make money for, your broker or for you? And, and, and you know what, I, I know a lot of people like to day trade and off 15-minute charts and five-minute charts, and, and that's okay. I was more like that when I was younger, but now I kind of look for swing-type trades or at least something that's going to last a day or two, and I don't get setups every day. And that's something that people – I uh, have a hard time grasping. Uh, I used to play Tom Petty's song, uh, The Waiting is the Hardest Part. And, you know, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. And avoiding bad trades is even more important than being in a winning trade. People don't realize it because it doesn't show up on their P&L. You might just go, glad I didn't do that one. Um, but that would have had maybe a damaging effect on your P&L, and you would have needed uh, maybe a good run just to get back to where you were before that. So um, I'm a big believer in less is more in many ways, in the amount of trades and the amount of leverage. Now, Dale, it, it, being a firm believer, um, all traders need to believe in themselves. Uh, I'm usually telling traders that, a successful trader starts from the top down. Um, your mind needs to be uh, polished, clear, focused. Um, this is what's going to put you in the right direction. What's your great take? advice? Okay. Great advice. Okay, and you know what? People shouldn't uh, trade when they're physically not feeling good. I mean, it's almost like you have to be an athlete in a top performing state. Okay, and in the zone. And if you're not feeling good or you're going through maybe a loss, uh, some, a friend, family, uh, a divorce, uh, life things happen that put additional uh, stress on you. And I once said that to someone. I said, you should only really trade if you feel good. And he said to me, well, then I'd never trade. I said, well, maybe you shouldn't be. And uh, there's no law. There's no law that you have to trade, right? It's a choice, right? Uh, no one's saying, "Hey, you know what? You, you put a gun to your head. You better open a ten thousand dollars spec account and trade." You don't have to, but I do believe that if you're really under the weather, you're going to be forcing it, and if you're under a lot of emotional duress, you don't need more of it. So. Uh, I think that's great advice if you're giving that to people that you sure. you have you know you have to get to sleep um you got to work out you need releases uh it really is kind of a lifestyle that you could go one of two ways you know you could go like the guys in trading places in the bathroom that are taking um you know all kinds of antacids and aspirins and god when i was on the merc floor who knows what everyone was taking back then but uh you have to take care of yourself because if you don't 
what good is the money? Right, right. You know, right, buddy? I agree with you. You know, on the training floor, too. Good thing they had a nurse that had antacids. Um, <laughs> she knew me by my first name, last name, and my nickname. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, Gassy, what's up? Uh, yeah. But it, it uh, in this career, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, uh, you have to maintain a healthy balance. Um, like you said, you know, if you're not up to it, why do it if you can't enjoy it? Uh, the uh, the rewards. So that's a, that's a big factor in this career, whether you, you want to do it or not. Now, let me ask you, Dale. Dale, you're a big believer in the Relative Strength Index or the RSI. Um, how did you find that indicator? I know I'm changing gears on you, but I want to okay. know about this. Uh, you know, you, you, the the belief. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we're the same age, but do you remember commodity perspectives? They were chart books that you would get in the coffee shop at the you, you know in Union Station when the Merck was there on Riverside Drive, and before you were able to get all your charts on the uh, on your screen on your laptop or workstation, they had 14-day RSI. So uh, that's when I discovered it, and then I started doing work with it and started noticing that it's much more than an overbought, oversold indicator. I've even renamed it to the real simple implicator because RSI can imply certain things about market direction. For example, if a market makes a new high and the RSI makes a new high with it, that's a confirmed high. Now, nothing's 100 percent, but markets rarely peak when the high is being confirmed by momentum or bottom if the low is being confirmed by a new low in momentum. It uh, usually takes uh, other attempts, and what makes it tactical is knowing that if you get a big uh, run in the market and it's a strong move to the upside with a confirming high – Tactically, you know as a trader that that high is not going to stand, and then you just use the rest of your tools in your toolbox to find an entry on the long side, knowing that there's another high coming that may or may not confirm. Confirmation, such an important Because your part. reversal signals are when you start to get non-confirmations, and most turning points happen after at least a few. So uh, it, it really is. It's so simple, but it's powerful that if you can identify a confirmed high as a trader, you know eventually you're going to get back to those levels. Maybe you'll use a FIB retracement, some moving average, maybe some type of formation, continuation formation develops. But it gives you good information that there's a high probability that we're going to make a new high for the move. So as a trader, you want to look for a place to get long. Now, we've been talking uh, directively to traders how to help traders what the best situation is and dale you, you i think between both of us we've probably 60 70 years of experience and many of those i'm going to say the uh, high percentage on the trading floor so we know what the open outcry is we know what the uh, the battling is and what the uh, the stress uh, brings and what the rewards bring now you're teaching a lot of traders right um You've spent a lot of your time educating. Could you please walk us through how you help traders? Let's start right from the beginning. A new trader walks in and says, hey, I want to learn how to trade. I heard that uh, you're a fantastic educator, Dale. What do I need to do? 
Okay. <clears throat> well, you know, uh, I, I think that uh, find yourself a mentor, you know, whether it's me or somebody else and spend time with them and learn to see what they see and begin to journal, uh, begin to set up a micro lot account, uh, find someone whose teachings uh, suit your personality. Uh, what I do is I combine my teachings with uh, reality of potential market action the week after during my sessions at 11 a.m. Eastern time on Saturdays. So um, I teach what I just, you know, uh, talked about with you. Um, I like uh, three drive formations. I like simple but powerful tools. Um, you know, if it's too complex, people won't get it. And you really don't have to, uh, you know, really be a genius to trade and know how to code. I say if you know how to add and subtract, multiply and divide, you can trade. But I think it's important for them to um, find somebody to model themselves after and spend time with a person like that. Uh, I also believe in the power of a community and I know you guys are developing one there. And uh, I think a community is a great place for traders to find support and the sharing of ideas. And even for me, I, I mean, I have facilitated rooms where uh, I'd walk in without an idea and 20, 30 minutes later through uh, people sharing screenshots, uh, there were uh, several compelling things for me to consider. So um, I'm a big believer in social trading, uh, community trading. Uh, the atmosphere has to be right. I only have a couple of rules when I'm facilitating. Uh, one is that no one roots for someone else to fail to rationalize their own inadequacies and just to be respectful for other people sharing their views. Uh, everything else goes. So uh, you have to find the right environment, the right room, the right mentor. And, you know, Stick with one thing for a while. A big mistake people make is they're always looking for the holy grail that doesn't exist. Um, also, um, I'm not a big believer in that you have to be in 10 different pairs or 10 different markets and be a portfolio trader. Uh, you and I know from being on the floor, there were guys that never left the cattle pit that left in limos every day because they knew one market like the back of their hand, every important area. They knew in the market they didn't have to float over to the belly pit or the hog pit or the IMM. They knew one market. So narrow your focus on a few pairs and get to know them and be a master of a few instead of a jack of all. So uh, those are a few tips I have for people for how they start. All right. Now let me ask you. Um, some of the common pitfalls for traders. Uh, maybe break down uh, into a novice trader and then into experienced traders. Go small. You know, uh, uh, you know, sometimes leverage is too much for me in the S&P futures, and I'll trade ETFs, okay, because there's too much noise for me. So, uh, you know, I have this big belief, especially if you're a swing trader. And tell me if you agree with me, Eddie. If you can't be wrong for a day, how can you be right for a week? I like that. Uh, you know, okay. I, I tell you, I've been doing a lot of interviews, and usually when something like that comes up, I mention, hey, you should put that on a T-shirt. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Put that on a T-shirt. Okay. So how do you do that? Well, you have to know what the daily average trading range of the instrument you're trading is. 
right? Mm -hmm. So uh, you reduce the leverage, so that's not going to hurt you if you're, you know, $10 early in gold or 80 pips early in the yen. In fact, I teach people, because I'm kind of a scale-in trader, that, okay, I'm going to put my toe in the water. I hope I'm early, so I have time to build a position. Once in a while, I'll hit things on the button, immediate gratification. That's great, too. But you know what? That's the exception, not the rule. Right. And then the other important thing is uh, uh, maybe we could wrap with the my American Idol metaphor. Okay, so you've watched it. We've all watched these singing competitions. And you could have the greatest voice, Eddie. But if your song choice is off, you don't feel uh, emotional about the song, it's not your range, it's not your style, uh, your performance is going to suffer. Uh, yeah, so I for Definitely, for I, us, got, I got to agree on that because you know a lot of people. Um, what's everybody trading here? You know, <clears throat> crude is crude is the, uh, the more I'm going to say fashionable trade. It's sort okay. of cooling off a, a bit. We're seeing traders sort of branch off to their 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 original markets or different markets. But somebody coming in and saying, "Oh, everybody's trading crude. All right, I'll trade crude." Exactly what you're talking about. It doesn't work. Right. So for us, it's not song choice, it's trade selection. And trade selection to me is knowing how everything fits together, you know, knowing what, uh, being able to read relative strength levels, what's your leader, uh, which is the outperforming asset class, and what is rallying in sympathy. And you want to short the weak sisters when they rally in sympathy. And you want to buy the leaders when they, they're dragged down because uh, identifying relative strength and weakness, if you buy something that has a lot of good relative strength, it's going to be more forgiving uh, while it's pulling back than uh, you know if you buy something that barely popped while they were both going up. And that, that one that was just popped will make new lows while well, the relative strength leader will hold up maybe – Correct, 38% or something like that. So diagnosing in your trade selection, what's your relative strength? How many people know the direction of the dollar? They get that right, but they, they're long the wrong pair or short the wrong pair because they haven't done their analysis to the point where they know which one's going to lead the way, what's your preferred long, kind of like uh, when you look at euro pound, uh, if it's going up, Right, and it's been sideways for eight months, trying to break out to the upside. When it's going up, your preferred long is the euro, not the pound. And when it's going down, your preferred short's the euro, and your preferred long's a pound. Same with Aussie Kiwi. So getting to know, you know, gold and silver, uh, which one has more relative strength than the other, then trade selection is so, so, so important. Dale, another quote that I heard you say. Um, the difference between pros and amateurs is that pros know how to lose, right? Yeah. What's the biggest barrier from knowing how to lose and not accepting loss? Um, probably having to go through it first where you don't have the discipline to be able to take a loss and uh, not defining your risk when you get into a trade. So if you have your risk defined, that's not going to happen to you. So pros know how to lose. Uh, they have capital preservation because you were talking baseball earlier and swinging for the fences. And do you know that most of your star home run hitters over the decades have been um, 
the biggest strikeout artists too. So uh, I teach people to, you know, be happy hitting singles and doubles and hit for the average because trading is a one mistake business and you don't want to strike out. To someone um, just getting into the markets, let's break it down a little bit. Um, Best piece of advice that you can give everyone listening right now? W.D. Gann. If you can't learn how to change if you don't learn how to change your mind you won't have any change left so learn to be flexible uh, learn to not attach yourself to any outcome and be willing to change your mind about a market rather than uh, thinking you're smarter than the market oh yeah re-evaluate take a few steps back call a tv timeout you know it's you're running the show a lot of people forget about that. You can stop when you want. You can enter when you want. This is your business. You make the decisions. You're the fry cook. You're the one cooking the burgers. You're the one at the register. You're the manager. You make all the choices. So slow things down if you need it. Now, Dale, if you can go back in time and tell yourself one thing when you started out, let's keep it uh, in the financial world, what would that be? You go back time machine and you see that young Dale and you step up behind him and whisper in his ear something of influence what's that going to be go into financial journalism because it's what I love I love speaking I love common uh, you know I love trading but I also enjoy uh, sharing the sharing of ideas interviewing people like you I probably would have pursued a different course of uh, you know, uh, being an anchor somewhere, somewhere else and still being a trader because I found out that uh, I've been able to utilize what some of my, you know, talents are by teaching and speaking and interviewing and being interviewed. So uh, that's really uh, maybe the only chart course uh, change I would have made. Otherwise, you know what? It's been a great run. Um uh, I've had a lot of freedom. I've been able to live wherever I've lived. I've learned a lot uh, of myself and, uh, um, you know, uh, glad to know it's easy to say you have faith, but you never know if you have faith until you need it. <laughs> I like that. Another T-shirt time. I like right. that one. I believe we in that go one. Into the, what do you think, Eddie? Go into the T-shirt business on I, the side? You know what? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll print them up. You just keep coming up with yeah. ideas. And, and, you know, I know you're trading, uh, training prop traders, Eddie, and uh, let me just give you them one more p- uh, piece of advice. Um, take Richard Dennis, right? He taught the turtles. He was a legend. But you know what? He had C&D commodities. So he was making a lot of money just clearing trades for floor brokers at the CBOT. So it's always better to have more than one income stream than to totally um, – be dependent or rely on your trading income. Uh, that too will uh, lead to less pressure and make each trade not life or death for you. So try and find more than one income stream than your trading. Dale, um, I really appreciate you being on with us. Uh, many, many wise words of wisdom. Now, for those that are listening, many are going to be saying, okay, 
how can I hook up with Dale? Dale, okay. where can people find you online? Uh, well, on Twitter, I'm at Forex Stop Hunter. I still believe there are stop hunts, so at Forex Stop Hunter. As you said at the beginning of the show, I uh, host a one-hour analysis with the team at forexanalytics.com. That's A-N-A-L-Y-T-I-X.com from uh, 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And then on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. EST, I run my uh, mentoring group called the Eagle's Nest, and uh, that's every Saturday. And my email, if you're interested in that, it's djpinkert1, don't laugh at me now, at aol.com. It's okay. I got an AOL account. You still have an AOL? Uh, us dinosaurs. <laughs> I got you know, one, too. You know, I'll tell you, man, it's great to talk to another dinosaur, Eddie. I know we have one leg in the tar pit, <laughs> but uh, I commend you I, I commend you on paying it forward with your people there at Top Step and uh, trying to help people avoid the landmines you've stepped on yourself. You got it. Likewise, my friend. Very nice to talk to you, Dale. And uh, let's get together again down the road, and uh, we'll exchange ideas one more time. Okay, buddy. Remember, don't just count your pips. Count your blessings. You See you it. later, buddy. Good right. hunting. Good hunting. Take care, Dale. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dan, that was a fun conversation. Now, what uh, what struck you the most about Dale? I'll tell you what, Eddie. He said something right in the beginning that really rung true with me and uh he made a comment about how in the educating world every single person's different so you can listen to a bunch of different strategies you can go through countless mentors and one may work for your friend and that friend may have said it was the best thing ever for me but just because it works for one person does not mean it works for you and that really rung true for me i mean i went through countless mentors trying to figure this out what was my best route thinking i'll just shadow this person i'll do the same thing this person did they was really good and that's not always the case you got you got to find your way your avenue stay in your lane and uh so that really rung true for me yeah i, I agree with you too because you know throughout the years i've talked to a lot of traders and some traders catch on right away mm -hmm. and then some traders uh you know it prolong and keep on pushing and plugging away uh at trying to find success and you know sometimes it's just a simple answer saying you know what you're walking down the wrong corridor you're 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 you're, you're taking the wrong leads mm -hmm. and uh, you know what he brought up the point about that you need to find that yourself you need to uh it, Everybody is different. Um, you know, we can all give somebody a formula in trading, uh, technical in trading, and say, use this. And, uh, you know, give it to 100 people. Yep. And you're going to see that so many different people are entering and exiting different, uh, different times, different price levels, different. It's a matter of the individual. And we talked about being uh, uh, the mind, the mind itself. Uh, being the number one thing that uh, mm -hmm. one of the first questions when you wake up and and we've talked about this that's one thing we stress here at top step trader is you know start with your your mind uh you know um is it clear are is it foggy are, are you ready to trade can you actually commit to 100 percent thought process uh in trading and it's just so important with the mindset 
Yeah, no doubt. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, I, one thing I've always said, I think uh, some of these trading rooms are great. It's really cool to see another trader get how they're getting in and out of the market. Maybe we do copy a trade, but everyone's appetite for risk, everyone's emotional stability in that trade is so different that you and I can sit here and both say, let's enter, let's buy it right now together. But chances are you and I are going to put different stops. We have different outcomes that we're expecting out of a trade. Everyone is so different. That even if you're sitting there and doing and copying, it still is not going to be the same. You got that right. All right. Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. All right, traders, as always, uh, thanks for spending time with us. If you've got any questions, please send us an email uh, to limitup at topsteptrader.com. And if you've got the time, we've got the beer. Also, uh, please go on iTunes uh, if you got the time and leave us a rating and review. Thank you so much. Dan, once again, it's been fun having you here with us. Always and a pleasure, Eddie. Thank you. See everybody next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Futures and Forex trading contains substantial risk and is not for every investor. An investor could potentially lose all or more than their initial investment. Risk capital is money that can be lost without jeopardizing one's financial security or lifestyle. Only risk capital should be used for trading, and only those with sufficient risk capital should consider trading. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.